0: The body doesn't do anything useless, so it's it's a very energy conserving system. Like exercise, you have to exercise your immune system. But just like with exercise, you can over-exercise and then you get um get into problems. Boosting the immune system is not necessarily gonna be a good thing. If it doesn't need the immune system actively at an alert state and deal with intruders, it's not gonna, you know, prioritize those resources there. So it's gonna lose it. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Body, mind, empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker,
0: friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs. Control your mind.
1: So yeah, we're driving here in Finland, sunny Finland with Teemu Arina. (laughs) And we're going to talk about uh, boosting the immune system. So uh, before we do that, uh, maybe we can give like a brief synopsis of like what are you doing and what's your let's say vocation in terms of uh, biohacking your health
0: yeah so i'm i'm writing the biohackers handbook and it's a it's a book that dives deep into optimizing your biology with systems thinking uh, looking at how the human body works and then we are going into all the different systemic interventions um, that being exercise or optimizing your sleep or it might be about optimizing your diet and and working with your gut bacteria and all that um and also like how ergonomics and and biomechanics and all these things like um that help you to be a more balanced human being so and we also organized the biker summit so i'm the curator for this biker
1: summit conference series yeah yeah and definitely like uh, a lot of I think like the Biowarker Summit is doing a huge, like very good job at not looking at one thing specifically or not being so myopic about the human system and the human organism and taking into account all the entire, all the other aspects. And that the immune system is probably one of the most important ones. So maybe like, can you describe briefly like what is, what is the immune system and why is it so important for people to, you know, want to maintain its health?
0: Yeah, so we wrote a little ebook it's called the Invisible, Invincible Immunity. Um, it's a Biaker's Handbook special kind of bonus chapter you can find from biohackingbook.com But basically, in that book, we describe like the functions of the immune system and things that uh, are weakening the immune system and things that you can use to strengthen the immune system. And if you think of the immune system, you can split it into two. So I'm going to simplify greatly like I'm not going to get into all the different uh, uh, T-cells or or macrophages or things like that, um, to yes. keep it simple. So you have immune system function that you are born with, and then you have immune system function that you are learning uh, by being exposed to bacteria and other things that are causing disease. Uh, and uh, the, the innate immune system that um, you are born with, it can react to ex- um, external um, pathogens and so on very quickly, like within a day. And um, also the, the part of the immune system that you are uh, learning um, through your exposure to different pathogens, uh, when, once you contract something like a virus, uh, it takes a couple of weeks that your system learns how to kill that intruder. And next time when it faces the same intruder, it can activate itself within a day or two. Uh, it's very quick. So you might feel a little bit of like flu symptoms and then they go away because your immune system is already kind of aware how to deal with it.
1: So it kind of builds up like tolerance to it yeah. after after initial exposure. Yeah.
0: And the problem obviously with something like flu is that they keep on mutating, so your immune system doesn't recognize the new mutation anymore. So you have to have to build smart uh, bacteria. <laughs> yeah, you have to build immunity to new new things like on a constant basis. But anyway, so in health circles, there's a lot of discussion about that. Um, that or or they are offering a lot of different supplements and so on that they promote that they will be immune system boosting. That they boost your immune system. That somehow, like boosting the immune system, is a good thing. But if you think about it, it's more about the balance. Because if you take things like autoimmune disease, that's a good example where your immune system is working on overdrive and it's attacking your own own, uh, <laughs> own, own uh, tissues and organs. Healthy cells, yeah. healthy cells. And the same goes for several viruses. They can actually uh, boost your immune system in a way that it causes the symptoms. A good example is Ebola, <laughs> yeah. and what Ebola is doing is uh, it's boosting your immune system in a way that you know you, you eventually kill yourself. Yeah. So um, people who have things like autoimmune disease and are already kind of their immune systems are or allergies are running on overdrive on certain aspects. Boosting the immune system is not necessarily going to be a good thing, right. but if it's not functioning on an optimal state, um, you might have T cells that are not waking up when there's intruders. So uh, t- then, like t- then, then, like boosting the immune system makes sense. Okay,
1: so T cells are like the healthy, uh, the these cells that are going to fight the pathogens and intruders, or
0: yeah. But uh, the T cells, for them to wake up and actually do their work. It requires vitamin D, for example, a circulating vitamin D. So they have a vitamin D receptor and if you don't have high enough vitamin D, circulating vitamin D, then the T-cells will stay stay asleep. So they're not going to do their work. So obviously there is many things like Like taking vitamin D is not necessarily boosting your immune system. It's just bringing the levels to where they should be so that the immune system response can work at an optimal state. And if your your body has like low levels of white cells that help you to fight off pathogens as well, uh, doing things like sauna or Eating some medicinal mushrooms that uh, polypore mushrooms that are boosting your immune system so they might uh, produce a little bit more macrophages or white cells. So when a real pathogen comes around, your immune system is trained um, and ready uh, also to deal with it. So it's like exercise, you have to exercise your immune system. But just like with exercise, you can over-exercise and then you get, um, get into problems. Um, in a similar fashion the immune system needs to be in a balanced state so i think it's good to um, be constantly thinking about like how you can uh, like maintain proper balance Uh, so obviously exercise and diet and all that is the backbone but then like if you have any kind of genetic uh, issues or an overactive immune system because of exposure to Mold uh, toxins or anything else that's boosting your immune system, or viruses.
1: What, what would be like the biggest, uh, let's say, weakeners or things that are weakening people's immune system in our environment? And what's the most common issues?
0: Well, I think one of the biggest weakener for our immune system is that we are not exposed to bacteria enough. We are not exposed to parasites enough. Yeah. Uh, so uh the body the body doesn't do anything useless so it's it's a very energy conserving system so if it doesn't need the immune system like to be o- actively at an alert state mm-hmm. and deal with intruders it's not going to you know prioritize those resources there so Use it's gonna the do, there. Yeah, you ex So I think it's important to Uh, You know, work with nature, with your hands, get dirty occasionally, Uh, just from your immune system perspective. So being like Michael Jackson in an oxygen tank and having gloves and always (laughs) washing your hands is not going to boost your immune system.
1: Yeah, that's so common that the society and culture is, you know, uh, making, it's stigmatizing nature or being afraid of getting dirty almost and it's looked upon as something dangerous and there's a lot of you know people use chemicals in their kitchen They're using glass soap chemicals on their body and all those things are destroying the bacteria on your yeah. on, on your skin and in the gut and antibiotics and all those things. And,
0: there. and then suddenly one day you, 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 you Contact a resistant bacteria and it can quickly cause a serious infection because you are not ready for it I mean that's that's the that's the problem here so to be in balance is also to be exposed to these things to a certain degree that's the natural way and then also like have a proper diet that can balance it out and also like part of the immune system is your gut bacteria so yeah. having a healthy microbiome helps you already to fight off potential
1: um infections
0: uh, before. What's
1: the role with the microbiome and your immune system? How
0: how does it affect? I mean they are also like uh, fighting for their you know space and uh, a healthy diverse gut bacteria. I mean there is different theories on this but the diversity of gut bacteria is linked to better health and immunity and um, so having more different species is also more balanced thing. So if you have a overgrowth of a certain species that that can compromise your immune system also I and mean, it can cause on its own issues. Uh, but also like having a low number of gut bacteria and using antibiotics and all that is is gonna expose you to uh risks when it comes to especially foodborne um bacteria. Uh, to take hold that you don't necessarily want in your system. Because if you eat something, your gut bacteria can uh, also uh, respond to the intruders and take care of them. So I think there is uh, a lot of misconception. Also when it comes to uh, probiotics, um, I just had a discussion with a microbiome researcher. And I mean, we have these things in probiotics, that we think they are good, even like the most studied species, we don't necessarily completely understand what they work. So the quantity also kind of um, affects uh, the outcome. Yeah. So so some some type of a uh, good bacteria might actually go bad if there's too much of it.
1: Um, yeah, so more is always better. Yeah. And you know, taking probiotics and prebiotics can actually start feeding the wrong type of bacteria. If there is like a dysbiosis or a, some sort of infection.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah that's true. Uh, prebiotics, you meant Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I think that if you if you see like marketing, which is saying that hey, this thing is going to boost your immune system, or so some kind of immune system tonic. It's, it's good to kind of understand it's not about boosting, it's about balancing. Mm-hmm. So you need those things when your immune system is low. Um, you're, maybe you're, you're in an environment that is not supporting like exposure to... I mean, if you, for example, uh, work in a hospital, you probably get exposed to a lot of bacteria. Or if you work in uh, security at x-ray, uh where a lot of passengers are passing by you are exposed to a lot of bacteria on a daily basis your immune system is definitely going to be uh, pretty armed up um just from that or if you work in a school but if you work in your computer in isolation never meet anyone <laughs> and uh you're not even going outside then boosting your immune system or strengthening your immune system with things uh can be a great health like every on a, on a daily basis so that's that's what I think
1: about. so what would be like some good immune system boosters or?
0: Um, yeah I mean if you take like things like uh, ginger and turmeric they're actually toxic uh, to, uh, to, to, to different insects and bacteria uh, so many things that have antiviral antibacterial antifungal properties they are They are good um, uh, protective mechanisms for the plant to ward off um, intruders. So if you look at many of the strong spices also that we are eating, like rosemary or thyme, you never see the leaves being eaten by anything. They are completely untouched. So there's all these volatile oils uh, and other things that are part of the immune system of the plant. And they're actually toxic. Uh, in large quantities uh, they're small enough for the insects uh, to be a toxin but for humans you need they are also toxic like rosmarinic acid for example you don't want to have too much of that stuff uh, but in small quantities it's going to boost your or strengthen your immune system so uh, the same for turmeric and ginger the compounds there are kind of um they cause a hormetic stress response hormetic stress response is is something that is kind of strengthening uh, your ability to deal with stress and here it's like a stress from the environment and uh, that will make your immune system to respond and increase certain um, like um, defense mechanisms mechanisms, aspects of it um, depending on what you're having so if you take like something like um, medicinal mushrooms like Chaga, uh, Reishi, shiitake. you often have things called beta glucans and beta glucans they stimulate the immune system to produce more um, uh, intruder-eating macrophages for example. So that's that's an example of a response that they are making and th- in that way they are strengthening your immune system. Right.
1: Yeah. That's that's yeah, so true that Although there are different types of, uh, even like, you know, plants and uh, polyphenols and uh, sulforaphane from broccoli and those things, they they are causing, like, small hormetic mild stress to your gut and uh, your body, which has, like, a beneficial effect in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah, there is, uh, I think it was Paracelsus who said that the dose makes the poison.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's that's true. So, how much is too much then? <laughs> yeah.
0: So, with many of these things, it's about the balance. So, if, like like you can overdo immune system boosting things. Also, like if you do them on a constant basis every day, and you think that you're gonna be able to fight off disease, you can cause yourself autoimmune disease, for example, or something like this as a response to overdoing yeah. immune system stimulating. Um, substances. so so
1: yeah like if it's
0: so so i think the tonic use is more important cycling things in and out not doing every day immune system boosting things yeah and and i mean that that applies to many things uh, not just like uh, not just like turmeric and ginger and the compounds in there that are like strengthening the immune system but also antioxidants and so on Yeah, exactly. So sometimes you need the stress response like with exercise for example to be able to grow Yeah. but I think it's good to be occasionally also exposed to viruses It's good to maybe get a flu occasionally uh, It will strengthen your system um, over time so um, Being healthy is also to be able to fight off this uh,
1: yeah yeah that's true that's true and uh, like like you said if you actually consume too much of it then you jeopardize the immune system and and, uh, that's where that's where people kind of start to think that certain foods are causing them a lot of issues when reality they simply overdid it in a sense like specifically
0: yeah I've, i've had an experience of having too much turmeric for example it's like it's it's way. I think it has some antibiotic qualities also to the gut bacteria. So it, I wouldn't be surprised if it imbalances some things if you if you just overdo these things. So yeah. yeah, and and there is also some um, preliminary evidence that things like parasites are not necessarily also bad for you. It's the same thing as with bacteria. Uh, small amounts of exposure is actually part of a Healthy ecosystem yeah. and balance, uh, and obviously, if your immune system gets weak, and and a parasite can then uh, replicate and, and and can really like prosper in your system, then then that can lead to serious conditions. Yeah. But um, but there's like it can be defensive also. I mean, there's obviously opportunistic uh, pathogens that are. Uh, Really malicious that you don't want to have any exposure to. Same for bacteria, but there is also some things. It's once again those makes the poison.
1: Yeah. So, but we the medicine. But the bacteria we're talking about are things like you can find in nature and soil and uh, the forest and such. Not yes. not like the city city bacteria and, on the streets.
0: Yeah. If you take things like um, uh, antibiotic-resistant bacteria, that's that's something like. Um, that even for very healthy and very balanced individuals uh, if they if they get a hold of you some way uh, they are really nasty to deal with so because there is no antibiotic that we work on them they've been trained by us to be badass motherfuckers that uh, (laughs) can take over you so um, i think a balanced healthy soil um food and agriculture Approaches and systems is, is key to also helping downstream or upstream, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Uh, also, the health of human beings. Um, that you're not breeding like superbugs. Yeah. So, no no immune system boosting drug might be able to deal with some of the super bacteria that we might be creating in the future. With. With, with the Agriculture and yeah, with, with agricultural practices that are uh, using pesticides to kill off everything
1: and um one and using antibiotics. Yeah, so it's it's kind of crazy to think about it. That the reason why a lot of people have autoimmune diseases is that we created these superbugs <laughs> surrounding yeah, it. First
0: in our food, and then they jumped on us. Yeah, but it's like the same. Same could happen on an individual if you just could keep on feeding all kinds of antifungal, antibacterial, anti whatever yeah. parasite, anti <laughs> anti everything. Yeah.
1: And so it's not a good idea to have your super smoothie all the time. Yeah, you
0: might be getting, you know, you might be developing, you know, these things are mutating, they're adapting. So um, it's all about equilibrium, it's all about the balance of things. Right? That's where we want to be. So the same would be developed. like,
1: you, you want to cycle your diet as well in a sense to, ex- to to develop like different strands of bacteria every once in a while.
0: Yes, you develop different strands of bacteria, but you're also, um, I mean, we don't know yet like fully what's good, or bad. What's, what's good or bad, and we don't fully understand all the biochemistry of things, even a cup of coffee has like if I remember correctly, three, three four hundred different compounds, yeah. and we all we know about caffeine, we know about to a certain extent some things like caffeine in there. But like caffeine is not coffee, and what coffee has in terms of health effects, we, we haven't yet fully understood like the complex biochemistry and how it kind of cascades down the different metabolic pathways and what the effects they have so when you are looking at the package and you look at how many how much you have certain vitamins and certain minerals or what the macronutrient profile is you don't show there like how many anthocyanins there are how many yeah whatever you know bacteria living on it so uh, there is so many compounds that we don't know yet anything about so also like Basically cycling in and out different food items. I think seasonal eating is a good way to start with that and uh not overdo anything. Even with things like coffee, I'm drinking much at DNA because not just from the tolerance perspective, as you can imagine, like yes. there's I believe there is more into it like what you repeat. So it's good to kind of uh open up the doors for new things to come in by changing your patterns of behavior occasionally.
1: Yeah, for sure. But what about like other activities, not related to the food specifically, that can boost the immune system? Like, you mentioned exercise, but you know, things like saunas and cold.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a a sauna and cold is an example of a hormetic stress response, so it's actually putting a shock into your body and it starts to produce for example immune system cells if you go to sauna um, uh, once a week you reduce your risk of getting seasonal flu by 60 percent this number I remember from somewhere so so uh, what you're producing is more white cells for example and you're also activating certain genes like FOXO tree that are related to longevity. So there might be some epigenetic change to make you more resilient if you expose yourself to such difficult situations occasionally. So exercise and heat alteration is obviously one. And then there is alteration of food and your exposure to bacteria. So I think like fifty percent of your food should be like living organisms, not like always eating cooked food. And I do that when I travel like I was recently in Indonesia and there is always like for travelers there is all these warnings that you should only eat cooked food and you shouldn't touch any salads or whatever. I don't care. I mean I'm eating diverse <laughs> things. You might get a diarrhoea, here, but then you adapt. I noticed that when I went to Indonesia the first time, that's when I got some like gut issues, but now the second, third time no problems whatsoever, I function just fine. So it's good sometimes that you train your system. But even like visiting something like India once will permanently alter your uh, gut bacteria uh, for good. So you're not going to be the same person again. Like really? when you travel, yeah, yeah. There's it's, it's crazy. You're going to pick up the bacteria from that, yeah, it's very, and it's very hard to get rid of them. Like over time, even. Uh, so
1: um, that's the thing. Yeah. So where can people learn more about uh, the biohacking book about immunity?
0: So if you want to uh, check out the biohackers special chapter on immunity, you can go to biohackingbook.com and uh, uh, you can, if you if you want to learn more, you can also subscribe to our uh, the full book, the biohackers handbook that also have the chapters on sleep, exercise, nutrition, mind and work. So
1: check it out. Awesome. Oh, yeah, we're gonna keep on uh, boosting our immune system with uh, with the hormetic stressor of sunlight that is coming into our eyes. So that's exactly. good. Yeah, I'll see you around. It's always less of a symptoms. So
0: that's interesting also like how the environment makes you more resilient
1: later in life. Yeah, like you have to... The most critical period is the early childhood when your microbiome is so uh, Uh, You know, predisposed or ready, ready to get. As if it
0: primes like the system or certain function. Yeah, that's true. Just has like almost like a permanent effect. That's true. It's interesting also for humans how important those early years are, even for things like language learning and so on. Like later in life, it's so much harder to yeah to, to, to pick up nuances of things. Same with.
1: That's it for this episode of the Body, Mind & Power podcast. If you want to support us, then I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a review on the iTunes or the other social media platforms. Definitely check out the show notes for the topics that we discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening. My name is Seem. Stay tuned for the next episode. Stay empowered.